0: Welcome to A Free Solution. All right,
1: welcome everyone to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate y'all being here. We're live on WYSL until 1 p.m., but shout out down the line to our friends over at WACK out in New York as well, and our friends listening online. Uh, And you guys can't call in today because we have a guest on the line. You can't comment online, but we have a guest on the line, Mayor of the Village of Honeywell Falls, Rick Milne.
2: Hey, Kevin. How are you today?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. I, I appreciate being having the opportunity to be on A Free Solution and talk with you a little bit and uh, was looking forward to it. So thank you again.
1: Yeah, fantastic. So, you know, uh, for, for our listeners out there who, who don't know you, so well, let, let's just talk a little bit about you first. You know, like, who are you? What do you do? How how you end up getting to where you were at uh, where you are right now as, as the mayor of uh, the village of Honeyway Falls?
2: Yeah, um, so I'm I'm a, a fairly for the most part I'm, I would say I'm a lifelong resident uh, of the village of Honeyway Falls. I went to the Honeyway Falls Lima High School, uh, graduated from HFL back in '79. So I'm an older guy. Um, I'm. Uh, <laughs> just turned 60 and uh, my wife and I have lived here in the village uh, for most of our lives. Um, We have three children, all grown, uh, all married, and uh, our fifth grandchild is on the way. So life is good for us right now. Um, Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I've been active in the community for a lot of years. Um, Very active. I'm a lifelong member or lifelong status in the Honeyway Falls Fire Department, uh was a line officer there for a number of years. Um, volunteered with the Honeyway Falls uh ambulance, which is now the Honeyway Falls Menden Ambulance for a couple of years, but as a line officer in the fire department it got to be just a little bit too much, so I stepped out of that and focused on fire. Um, but it was also when my kids were younger, very involved in, you know, the local sports programs and uh, very involved with those, so you know, just involved with a lot of different activities. Um, back in around 2000, um, the village mayor at the time, Ann Morton, uh, came to me and said, "Hey, we have a trustee that's stepping down. We know you're active, um, you speak well with with groups, and and uh, you seem pretty level-headed. Uh, would you consider stepping in to fill in this trustee's position for a year?" Um, and see how you like it. You know, it was in the last year of a guy's term, and, and he had to move out of the community. <clears throat> so I said, sure, I'll let's let's give it a shot and, you know, see what it's all about. And I never had any thoughts about getting into politics. Um, and uh, uh, after a year, I, I really enjoyed it, and so I decided I would run for a village trustee's position and won that uh, election. And um, So I was a village trustee for five years, and then the mayor... Uh, The next mayor that had come in had uh, retired from Kodak and decided to move out to Branson, Missouri. So there was going to be the open spot for mayor, and no one else was running at the time. So I said, yeah, I'll step up. And, you know, 20, well, 16 years later, um, 21 years total right now, I'm, you know, I'm still in the position. Um, So 16 years as mayor. um, I have gotten very involved at the state level with the New York State Conference of Mayors, which is just an incredible organization, which uh, you know, I would always recommend. Any village, any city that can be involved should be involved, and most of them around are. Um, it's a great organization. Uh, they, they advocate for us in Albany, but it also is uh, legal assistance, if you will. So this is the group of folks that just really know um... about municipal law inside and out and they give our uh... our team um, added support so it's a it's a great organization and i was lucky enough in 2015. fifty i'd been uh... serving on the executive board and i was actually elected to president of the new york state conference of mayors back in the twenty fifteen year um, and only the the only uh... village mayor in monroe county in the hundred and thirteen years to be elected to that position so it's something I'm very proud of and it was a great year a lot of travel across the state meeting a lot of people networking and and understanding you know that whether you're upstate or downstate yeah the numbers are a lot different and the price tags are a lot different but we all have the same issues we're all trying to keep our streets paved we're all trying to keep our sidewalks uh, in decent order we all need funding and um, you know we all need some 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 support from the state as as well as from our, you know, our local residents. So, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of differences out there, Kevin. But you know what? There's a lot of synergies as well. Um, we're all fighting for the same stuff.
1: Yeah, you know, again, the, those overlapping, the, those issues that you, you. It's easy to take for granted, right? They don't make the national news. They're not, you know, like the stuff that we're talking about all the time and part of the reason I wanted to bring you on the show too is like the stuff like the, the sidewalk thing, right? Like yep. You notice it if in your city or your town or your village, like the sidewalks start to deteriorate the quality of life around you decreases and that's important stuff it that is. needs to be paid attention to.
2: Yeah, yeah. We, you know, for our streets and our sidewalks, we do our very best to, to try to keep up with it and do a little bit every year, right? But um you know one of the things that 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 goes hand in hand with that now i'm i'm not, I'm not going to get off subject per se but you know the the state uh, regional economic development groups um you know again i think it's a, it's a very important program but i you know one of the things that you had mentioned to me is is where do we need help or what do we think could be better you know whether it be a state support or county support or what have you um you know there's the Economic Development Councils, there's always that program that the state has that there's there's $10 million awarded to a, a, a local municipality, and there's there's like 10 of them, right? Um, and they're all in different regions, and one municipality can can fight for and win, if you will, um, $10 million for their municipality, and, and, and that's great for that municipality. I don't care if it's Ovid or Geneva or... You know Honey Falls. You know we could all do we could all do great things with ten million dollars. But I look at that money, and my and I've said this to our Assemblywoman Burns and and uh, Senator Brook. Um, you know, I I would much rather see the, that ten million dollar award, which is great for one community, but what does it really get the whole region? Number one. Yeah. I would love to see that ten million dollars split up between ten municipalities. Give us all a million. Split it up between twenty. Give us all five hundred thousand. We can do a lot with that. Um, you know, when you look at, to your point earlier, um, Honeyway Falls is a very walkable community, and and many of our communities are. Um, but we we pride ourselves on that, and we want people to walk. We want people to walk from their homes up to. Honeyway Falls Marketplace to get some some of their groceries, you know, if they can carry it, right? But we want people to walk. We want people to walk up to Dipper Dan Ice Cream and, and we want people to walk to Salvatore's Pizza or to flaherty's restaurant or whatever. Um but if the sidewalks are are all messed up, people aren't gonna walk. And and, and you know, people may trip. People may my my father is ninety three years old, God bless him, and uh he rides his scooter all around the village of Honeyway Falls, all over the place. And he will tell me every day, Rick, there's another bump in this sidewalk, or there's another, <laughs> another sidewalk that's bad. I mean, I hear it all the time from him. But he's right. Um, there's sidewalks that have to be repaired. And, you know, my goodness, that's, that, that is not a cheap thing. And in the age of 2% tax cap, um, which, we, you know, we work with as best we can, you know, our tax rate here in the village, and I'm talking about village taxes only, but our tax rate's pretty darn low. And when you consider the funding that we bring in each and every year, and that's helping to fund the fire department, it's helping to fund, which is a village department, it's helping to fund an ambulance department, which, again, is a village department. We're the only village department, I think, left in Monroe County for an ambulance. Um, Everything else is commercial. Um, And then you look at our wastewater treatment plant and everything else. The, The money we bring in with our taxes is really minimal. So we need... Um, we need that state funding. We need those opportunities. And, yes, you can, you can fight for a grant, and we do that every year. I mean, um, Assemblywoman uh, Burns was awesome uh, working with us last year. She was able to get us $150,000 for a, um, a storm sewer project that was really critical for Ontario Street. She fought for us, and, and, and I worked with her, and it was a great team effort. And we got that money, we got that project done. And I will say that, um, again, we talk about you know working across the aisles, and it, it, to me the, the politics, the Republican-Democrat and this kind of uh, stuff doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, S- Senator Brooke is getting us $200,000 this year uh, in Sam's grants. We were just notified of that award, and that is specifically going to go to our sidewalks. Um, now that's going to take care of a lot of sidewalk. But there's a couple major projects um, right in our downtown core that that's not going to even touch, um, you know. So we need more. Um, but we'll you know we'll do what we can with what we can get. Um, but if if we're not if we're not a healthy community as far as walkability for our village, um, that really is a detraction. Same thing with our sewers. You know, if if our sewers need upgrading, which a lot of our stor- are both storm sewers and uh, actual sewer lines, you know, these pipes were put in in the forties and fifties. Um, you know, we're trying to replace things as best we can, but you start talking about projects underground, now you're talking a lot of money, right? So, yeah, it um, becomes a big it, thing quick and,
1: yeah. and and you know when something breaks down too then suddenly it becomes a much bigger more expensive problem and, right. and we're, we're heading up on a break right now but yep. when we come back we'll, we'll keep talking about some of this stuff and, and I want to make sure we're educating listeners too about you know like what how the structure of like a village works and things like that so again thanks for joining us here on a free solution no call ins today but you can leave your comments online if you're listening on YouTube Facebook wherever you're listening thank you for being here folks we're going to be back with more on a free solution in a few minutes Free Solution. All right, welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today, joined by... Rick Milne, who is the mayor of the village of Honeyway Falls, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, a number of issues that end up uh, impacting villages like his, and, and also like town cities, other places across the state, and, and I realize as we're having this discussion, also, that maybe it might be worth talking about what, what is the difference between a village and a town, and how they operate, you know, and I, and I hate to, to, to put you in the spot of giving, like, education to the folks, but I'm sure that this is something you can speak to, uh, Mr. Milne, and, and just, I want our, our listeners to understand this because I know that there's a lot of folks who don't kind of understand what the difference between any of those things are like from a functional level so can you kind of talk about that difference between village, town, city and and how that works?
2: Yeah you know so when you look at the form of government Kevin um, cities and villages are actually governed very similarly Um, and towns are a little bit different and and so and again like you said uh, I don't want to get too far off in the weeds, but New York State's a little bit different, right, um, in many ways. But we have various levels of government. So every village is located within a town, but not every town has a village. Um, so there are some towns that are just, you know, it's the township and there's no village there. Um, and then, of course, all towns are inside counties, which, you know, make up all of our state. And then cities are a part of counties as well, but they're unto their, their own self. The difference, um, villages were created or developed, if you will, and the village form of government was, was developed off of cities um, where any village is generally where the hub of commerce, the hub of trade back in the days, um, the hub of any type of travel, and where most of the people lived in, in, a, in a congregation, if you will, that was where the village proper was. Towns were set up more spread out, like they are in many cases today. Now, certainly, you, you look at the town of Aranaquite, um or you, know, you look at a, a larger town like that, where it's all kind of encompassing, but... Back in you know the 1700s, 1800s, um, towns were again bigger areas, and it was all farmland, and people were spread out, and that's you know that's the farmers, and their property was all out outside. But then you had the villages that were set up, and that's where you had your you know your grocers and your meat market and the baker, and everybody was congregated in a small area, and then buildings were built. Um, and, and there were homes, and there were actually apartment-type uh, quarters, if you will, but you know, I don't know what you call them, townhomes or whatever, but they were all very, very close together. So villages, and this is not, and I want to stress, this is not meant as any kind of a knock towards towns or anything like that, but villages were developed and created really more service-oriented because, again, everybody was there. You had sidewalks or eventually sidewalks were developed. They had to keep the streets somehow cleaned. Even back in the horse and buggy days, they had to get through, so you had to have some way to dig through there. Again, that type of stuff wasn't done in towns. Um, so um, it's services. There's garbage, more garbage service. There might, you know, again, today there's water lines. There's sewer lines. Even today, a lot of our towns don't have many sidewalks. They don't have... Uh, sewer lines. They don't have, um, in a lot of cases, uh, water lines. Right? People are still working off wells, et cetera, just because of the enormous cost that it would take. So towns, although they provide a wonderful service, but they are more geared towards road repairs and road upkeep and and mowing on the on the roads and in and, and and then there'll be parks, et cetera, that they might keep up. Um, and there, there's a lot to it. Don't get me wrong, but again, it's a little bit different between villages and towns. Um, in a village, a mayor um, like myself, I, I don't want to say has a little bit more control, but I can authorize expenditures um, uh, up to a small amount of money. But I can ex- I can I can say yes, we're going to buy this, or I, I don't have to go to my village board to ask that all those questions. I, as a, as a point of procedure, I always try to, and I certainly always try to keep them informed. But more in towns, I believe the supervisors and the council members have to vote on all these expenditures, et cetera, where the mayor has a little bit more authority, if you will, to do some of these things without the board's approval. Um, but again, it's it's part of a good procedure, I think, to make sure your board is fully uh, in line with what you're doing. Um so, you know, it's it's a little bit of a different form of government, but, but very similar. Um, but, again, villages and cities are run much more closely uh, as far as the form of government than the town is. I don't know if that answers the question um,
1: no, no, that that that's great. That's exactly the type of explanation I was looking for. You know, again, I was just thinking at the beginning is like, I, I, like I understand what a village is. Like I, you know, grew up just outside the village of Oriskany. I went to college in the village of Aurora, and like just realizing this is in fact a different form of government, uh, and and not everyone may who doesn't live in a village may understand how it works. So this so right. is a good thing. You know, again, villages when you have a concentration of people in a, around a certain area, you get different. Needs that that come with that, and, right, and different opportunities right. to you know build in services that might make sense for a concentration of people.
2: Yep, yep exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah, so so excellent. All right, so we can go back to it again. Oh <laughs> no, no, that's good. That that's good. That.
2: That's good. Um, uh, go, go ahead, Well, I was I was just going to say. So you know, the one of the things you would ask me, you know, uh, again, Kevin, about you know some of the things we need and. and support from our from the state at the state level or you know support from a county level. You know, the counties um you know I think the counties more along the lines of the towns, right? The county what do the counties provide for us? Well certainly there are there are park areas. Um and, and certainly counties do much more um overall when you're talking about business support um, you know through their county economic development programs Um, you know, a lot of work in our parks and recreation areas, um, and then a lot of road work, right? So they're, I think they're more aligned with towns in that, in that aspect. Um, you know, what, what I hope, um, to continue to see, and I think I'm seeing a positive, uh, change over the last year or so, um, our, our economic development group within the, the county, I think is getting more active. Um, I've heard more. And have have had more interactions with them. So, you know, if New York State and if the County of Monroe, which I'm part of, is um, going to continue to succeed, we have to be business friendly. Um, we have to keep our roads up and sidewalks up, et cetera, et cetera. But we have to be friendly to our businesses as well. And no matter what um, Albany says at this point in time, you know they'll say that um... new york state is open for business and and that uh... you know businesses want to grow here and they do but we're still not making it very easy for them um, i've got we've got some real nice business opportunities going on here in the village right now and and a couple of opportunities have, have gone through pretty quickly but you know i've got a, a young couple who are um, taking over and reopening a bowling alley that's been shuttered for you know, a little bit before the pandemic started or, or at that time. And it didn't really close specifically because of the pandemic, but that didn't help it. Um, Mm -hmm. but they're going to reopen that and they're going to put a microbrewery, uh, in it as well. And, 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 you know, develop it a little bit more. So there's a nice patio out front and a beer garden in the back and the bowling alley. And it's just some great stuff, which is going to be fantastic for the, the, uh, community as well as the area. Um, but, boy, for them to get their liquor license and for them to, you know, go through the process of, you know, trying to get some funding support or, or just their licensing and their permits, it just seems like it takes forever. And um, we if, if we want to be successful in New York State and in our county, we've got to make it as simple as possible. People can go, you know, a lot of people don't want to go down south and open a business, but the point is if you go down south, you can walk in, and you can get some permits pretty easily, and you can start developing pretty pretty quickly, and have a building up and running uh, much quicker than you can in New York State. Now, there's some reasoning behind that. You know, we don't want to lose, you know, our control of economic um, uh, support, um, or or excuse me, um, safety. We want to make sure things are built well, but you know we have to make it easier for them and it sounds like
1: you're going to a break yeah we are going to a break unfortunately we got to go to a break but uh, again we're, we're joined here by rick mill who's the mayor of the village of honeyway falls and we're talking about you know some issues and challenges with the state with locally explaining what a village actually does uh we will be back in just a few minutes to continue discussing this thanks again for joining us on a free solution talk to you soon
0: Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to SimpleTech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that SimpleTech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at SimpleTech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there a free solution
1: welcome back to a free solution i'm kevin wilson your host for today thank you so much for joining us we're live here on wySL until 1 p.m which means that you can comment and leave your comments online online only today at a free solution facebook page a free solution youtube channel or the kevin wilson pages of the facebook page or the twitter page wherever you're listening today uh, no Collins today, but shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark, to Appreciate y'all being here as well. And the podcast, too. You can always catch us on the podcast. Glad you guys are listening, too. And we're joined today, again, by the mayor of the Village of Honeywell Falls, Rick Milne. And we we're talking before the break about, uh, you know, some of the challenges associated with getting small businesses up and running. And, you know, I guess kind of two questions about that. Is, again, you know, like, is there a way, like, what else do we do to, to, to streamline the process of opening that up? And then what What can you do as a village mayor to support uh, businesses trying to start up in your community, um, other than, like, beg the state to to make the process easy enough to not create so many barriers to people starting?
2: Yeah, that's a great point, Kevin. And, and, um, you know, I think, uh, again, it it really – we just have to try to streamline things as best we can. Again, as I was saying before, and and the point I was getting to was – you know, we need to be faster and more agile. Um, but we got to make sure that the buildings that are, you know, if it's a, if it's a new building, it has to be built well, it has to be built safe. Um, environmentally things have to be done right. Um, you know, we certainly don't want, uh, you know, some of the negative things that we've seen, you know, happen in other areas where, you know, buildings have had issues, but so we, we have to be very cognizant of that, but at the same time, the process has to be made faster. Um, you know, so as is, is a local mayor, um, you know, we, we are not in a situation um, like some of the other communities around that might have a, an economic development group. Um, you know, there are some other municipalities around that are, are very fortunate to have had something set up many, many years ago with a local uh, industry that, you know, helps feed, if you will, um, economic development, and, and they they have some grants or some loans, et cetera, that they're able to give out. And we just, quite honestly, we just most municipalities around here don't have that. You know, I we don't have it in Honeyville Falls, and I'm pretty sure Mendon and Lima and Avon don't have those types of programs either. So, so what we can do is, <clears throat> number one, um, again, we can ask the state and ask the county to support us. Um, I don't like giving tax money away. Um, but we are competing, right? We are competing for business uh, in throughout all of our regions. Um, and we want to make sure that um, we do everything we can to make our community attractive. And, again, that goes back to having good streets, good sidewalks, good sewers, a great school system. We're very lucky in Honeyway Falls to have the Honeyway Falls Lima School District. It's, it's a great school district. And that does, believe it or not, that does attract businesses and people that want to move here right they the school district is one of the things they looked at they look at quickly and, and early um, but we you know to be engaged is is one of the best things i can do and i, I really try to i work hard at engaging myself with those people who are looking to move here um, putting them in contact with the right people at the county as i said i think our county economic development group has been much much better uh, over the last couple years and they've got some new people in uh, kind of heading up the group if you will but just this week um, i talked about the the young couple that's taking over the bowling alley there's another young couple that want to open a restaurant and i've been able to tie those people into the county and they've got meetings this week as a matter of fact to you know just talk about programs that they have et cetera. when high motors um, decided to you know make their united states headquarters here in honeyway falls um, you know, I worked very, very hard uh, with the county, uh, the state, um, and Heizan to make sure we got everybody together, and I, then I included the school district and, and the town of Mendon to make sure that we were all on the same page of, you know, any help that we could offer them. Um, so it's you know, communication and and engagement is is huge, and and that goes a long way. Um, and then after the business is, is moving forward, eh, once they get the okay, the engagement doesn't stop. You need, to, you need to make sure that things are continuing to go smoothly. And, and I think that really puts people at ease. Um, they know we can't give them a lot of money. I mean, that's not what we are in the business for, and we don't have that wherewithal, if you will, to do so. But we can offer them support. We can offer our code enforcement officer, building inspector to walk them through our processes we can streamline and we have we actually um... dissolved our planning board uh, a couple years ago and we developed a new zoning board of appeals which we already had a zoning board but the zoning board now does everything um, so we've taken a step out and, and we saw this with a development just uh... within the last week or so that came to the zoning board they got their approvals but in the past it would have been a two or three month longer process of going from the planning board to the zoning board then going back to the planning board and you know when these meetings are only set up once a month or whatever that takes a lot of time so we said hey how do we streamline this so we dissolved one board we turned it all into one and it's working incredibly just it's, it's just working great and um, and, and the, the the people that are developing or coming to us with these requests are noticing it we've also updated our code in our zoning our zoning code to make it easier to read online to make it make more sense and again to streamline that whole process we try to be a friendly open uh, office so when people come in and, it, and it, again it goes a long way we are there to work with these developers not not put up roadblocks and when they see that and we used to have a really bad reputation for for putting up roadblocks and uh, I'm very proud of the fact that we've changed that. And I think that goes a long way with developers because they want to be here now. So
1: that's, those are the kinds of things we can do. Yeah, you know, that's fantastic. Actually, I, I'm really glad you started talking about some of the zoning stuff because that, that was where I was going to bring the conversation anyway. So I love it. Uh, and, you know, because I've heard that from a lot of folks too, you know, like a b- small business owners around me. You know, sometimes they're like, all right, I want to build this house i want to you know open up this business and then it ends up taking months and months and months to get through the zoning process because they're not clear and i know city of rochester is going through the whole process of reworking that stuff Uh, so so it's interesting that you guys have been going through that it sounds like for for a while now to to streamline that to make it as easy as possible so people understand here's what i need to do and if you follow this clear simple process then you're going to be able to open up
2: yeah yeah that that you're absolutely right, Kevin. I mean, that's that's what we've tried to do, and and you know, it's boy, it's just it doesn't matter if you're going to a restaurant or if you're going shopping someplace. If you have a good experience, you're going to come back, and um, we are trying to make sure that we are are allowing people to have a good experience. We don't hit a home run every time. There are some projects that are just a struggle. There are some people. Um, or some you know someone sometimes people will come to us with a problem and they may not like it, but for whatever reason we have to say no. Um, you know, or or we have to say, listen, you need to do this, this, and this, and, and follow it and, and you'll be okay. The same thing happens with complaints around the community, right? Um, we try to be friendly to those people that come in and say, "Hey, I've got a problem with this or I've got a problem with that. Well, sometimes, it really isn't a municipal problem. Um, sometimes it's the piece of property that they bought, or um, something that was existing that we we can't just give them the go-ahead, or we can't fix it for them because it really isn't our job. And you know, as a village municipality, we generally are not allowed by law to go on someone's property to take a tree down or whatever. I mean, if it's if it's in our right-of-way. That's our tree, and we take it. We take care of it. But if it's out of our right of way, as much as we want to help the resident, we can't go on their property to take that tree down. And um, you know, even if they say, "Well, we'll pay you. We'll do whatever," no, we we can't do it. Um, so you know, there's things that come up that people say, you know, why can't you do? Well, we. It's just because we can't. It's a law. And uh, sometimes you get people that are upset with you because of that. But. You know, you got to have thick skin, and that's, that's one of the things I've learned um, in my many years of doing this. And, and, and as I move forward, you know, to a county position, I hope, in November, um, you have to have thick skin, right? You have, to, you have to understand that no matter how hard you try and no matter what you do, um, even with, if with the best intentions, there are going to be people that are going to criticize you. There are going to be people that are going to disagree with you, and that's their right and um you, you have to deal with it. People will all you know often say, "Rick, I don't know how you do this," and it's you know, I just love I love the community and I love doing what I do. um so you got to take some of the bad that goes along with a lot of good,
1: yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> Being, being in a position like yours, I'm sure you hear it all the time. And, yeah, good good for you for, for having the thick skin and the, and the fortitude to get through it all. All right, so thanks again. We're joined again by by, by Rick Milne, who is the mayor of Village of Huntingway Falls. we got one more segment coming up next. Thanks again for joining us on A Free Solution. We're going to be back very soon. A free solution. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wolstey today. Thanks again for joining us. We're joined by Rick Milne, who is the village, the mayor of Honeyway, the village mayor of Honeyway Falls. I'm mixing up my words there, but we're talking about some of the the issues and challenges of that, uh, some of the interesting things to do. And again, I I like thinking about zoning stuff. I think it's interesting. So kind of continuing on that topic, just like a tiny bit too. Just you know, like y- you have an interesting and unique village that has like kind of a combination of bringing in you know so some manufacturing stuff commercial residential and I'm sure there's like you know competing interest for for expanding you know like a high-density residential like how do you balance all those competing interests you know and also kind of respect the 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 property rights and the freedoms of people who just want to you know like do their thing but have to contend with how that impacts their neighbors
2: yeah no it's a great great question Kevin um, and great point it it is a, d- a difficult balance and it's a delicate balance um you know we we want industry and and some larger businesses to come into the community again like a high zone um we have a a nice uh, area of property out on West Main Street that you know we're hoping will will see some some good development but again then you have to say okay we also want clean development we want uh you know electronics type stuff we don't want you know heavy heavy machinery coming and going all the time and this and that we you know we want good jobs um... so you know you have to try to attract that and and sometimes you know if you're going to get that well then maybe something else comes with it you know so it's it's hard to it's hard to say exactly what you want and what you can bring in um, when you know you, you really just need the tax base and you need you need the funding coming in so um, it's it's tough, but we we also have um, a development that's recently been approved, 118 homes in the village. Um, there's a large parcel. We still have a lot of green open space within the village boundaries. Um, so we have a, a 118 home uh, uh, development that's been uh, approved, um, and it it should start really kind of moving forward. I would think with phase one uh, in late this year in development phase and then early uh, 2022 in, in actual building. But, you know, that's right behind a development. Um, you know, it's, it's been property that's been um, planned for development for many, many years. Um, it's just finally happening. But, you know, we understand the concerns that, that the people that live in the properties, you know, right adjacent to it. You know their thought process is, hey, we've had this woods and these fields behind us forever. Well, yeah, you have. Um, we understand that, but this property was also planned for development, and the property owner has the right. Um, David Jacobs uh, and L, uh, Jacobs Haven LLC has the right to develop it, and and it's a good plan. There's a need for the homes. Um, I believe they're going to use Morel Builders, which is a you know a great uh, construction company that. You know, they, they see the need. So, you know, we're going to have homes coming in, we have some businesses coming in, um, but we want to make sure we maintain our green space as well. So, you know, with every development, you know, there has to be, and I, I don't quote me on this number, but I think there's some 30% or 25% of the developable land um, has to be kind of held open for green space. So there has to be some trails, there has to be some park area, there has to be some you know, larger yards or what have you. Um, but we also, the village on the Falls, also has a conservation board, and they're very good. They look at all of our plans for any development that's coming in, and they're the ones that are going to come back to us and say, "Hey, we want to make sure that this group of trees stay in, or you know, if you're taking all of this out, we want trees planted. We want, you know, this planted. We want, you know, so we were are pretty strict with that, um, but." That's the that's the way we can try to control things a little bit and keep that green space. Uh, we recently became a Tree City USA, and we're very proud of that designation. Um, but with that goes you know it, that goes hand in hand with the conservation board of trying to make sure we keep our 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 community walkable, keep trees here, keep open space here, as well as you know, that balance of allowing businesses in and allowing development in, which is going to help our school district as well with some of their numbers. So, it again, it's a balance, but we, we have a great village board. We have a great zoning board. Um, I'm really lucky to have the village board that I do. We, we don't talk politics. We work together to get the job done. Um, and uh, we have our discussions. We have our arguments. We may not always see eye to eye. But at the end of the night you know and I, I you know I'll say this like okay we're, we're done with our meeting let's go out and 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 and, and get a drink or, or go you know go have you know go have some other communication right it's we get along and and that's what we're here for um, it's it's to, to work for our residents to keep the the village clean and healthy and moving forward and at the same time keeping our history strong and and uh, making sure we don't lose sight of, of what
1: what what got us to where we are yeah you know and, and that last part too that's that's what people would like to see out of politics i, I don't know enough uh, frankly about you know your, your village know how true that is you know but like i that's what people want to see though they want to say all right people get together they, they hash out the problems you, you come to a consensus and then at the end of the day you know you guys are all working together to to solve the issues and challenges of your community and that that's what people like to see out of politicians i know it doesn't yep happen enough though.
2: Well, that's, you know, that's, I, I firmly believe that Kevin, I firmly believe in common ground solutions. You know, uh, we, we, that doesn't mean I have to, um, step away from my values. And that doesn't mean that you have to step away from your values, but we should be able to sit down and talk through things and and show some respect and, and understand, okay, you're here and I'm here. And somehow we got to get, we got to find that middle ground. And and we've got to do that locally. We've got to do it at the county level. We have to do it at the state level, and we have to do it at the national level. And it's, I think people overall believe that we need our strong um, political parties, if you will. But I think most people want them to get back to their roots. I think people want them, you know, and it's not just Democrats and Republicans. There's Libertarians as well, and there's, you know, we have to maintain our roots and get back to those roots. And yeah, we're going to have some, we're going to have some vigorous dialogue, but boy, if you show some respect and if you listen to people, it's not that hard to find common ground solutions. And, and if we don't do that, we're going to continue on the downward spiral that we've had for a number of years. And, and, and I think we're doing better with a lot of things, but boy, we have to be able to communicate.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's communicate, start to build trust, and it, it it's it's difficult to to rebuild that. And you know, I, I'm not going to put it on you to the fix fix that solo. That's that's on that's on everyone. So so any yeah. any other politicians yep. or aspiring folks out there, you know, listen, um, you know, <laughs> take some of this in, um, and and I, w- I will read a you know a couple comments here. So Dave Reynolds uh, just saying, you know doing a great job, um, you know, and he says he needs to, to take a Sunday drive down to visit. Um, and, you know, Tim was also asking, you know, like, what, what other support you gave like, that development that's developing there, you know, is that and is that, like, village level support from, like, a financial perspective necessary to bring in new, like, housing developments into villages like yours? Yeah, let, let me answer that just real happen? quick,
2: too, Kevin, because that's important. We did not give them a penny. The okay. only support we gave the development um, was the the support of getting through the process and, and streamlining streamlining our process we gave them no tax abatements no no nothing um, so it was just helping them through the process and making it a friendly process with the Hyzon development quite honestly they we were initially talking about some tax abatements for them. But, but but I will I'm openly saying this they they came back and said no listen we want to build we want to buy this building so they bought the old Branson building on Quaker meeting House Road spent I don't know how many millions of dollars a couple million dollars buying that they did not ask us for a penny and we did not give them a penny now I will say that I know that they either are or will be I'm sure talking with the county for some support um, on on some, some some tax uh, support, if you will, maybe on new products or whatever, but that's something the, the uh, county is able to do without our, uh, it's really based on county taxes. It, they don't have to have our village support or our town or um, school support for that. Um, there are programs that the county has that they may offer, um, you know, the, the company at some point in time, but... Yeah, I mean,
1: so, we No, that's, that is great to know. And again, I, it stinks, because this, this is the interesting part of the conversation. But Rick, real quick, where can people find you if they want to follow you, see what you're doing?
2: Um, you know, on Facebook, um, you know, we have our Village of Honeyway Falls um, uh, Facebook page, um or Village of Honeyway Falls. I'm also on um, for my county legislator position at Rick Milne for County Ledge 5 on Facebook. So If they want to follow, please do. I'm also on LinkedIn.
1: Right. Got Got to cut you off. But Rick, thank you so much for being on. Really appreciate it. Have a wonderful day, folks. Thanks for listening to A Free Solution.